and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Please join me as I share the body, mind and soul approach that helped me to lose over 150 pounds of weight after over 30 years of countless failed dieting, starting from age nine. I am a qualified nutritional therapist, low-carb expert, stress management consultant, sleep mindset, psychology of weight loss, holistic fertility, fasting and coaching. I'm also a writer, blogger, and in a previous life, I practiced as a qualified lawyer. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I would like to talk about cancer and in particular, is cancer preventable? Are there any things we can be doing to limit or prevent our chances of getting this horrible illness. The word cancer is one that always fills us with dread whenever we hear someone we know or love is suffering from this horrible illness. And some of you that were born earlier than the 60s or even 70s and 80s will recognize that growing up, you rarely ever heard that somebody had cancer, especially people of African or Asian origin. And researching this topic, it was clear that for a very, very long time, cancer was even seen as some kind of Caucasian illness because not many people of other races experience high incidence of cancer. Unfortunately, this is no longer the case and this is now an illness that is a global illness that is non-discriminatory and which affects all of us regardless of ethnicity, financial status, gender, age, or whatever differences we may have, we are united in having a common enemy in this horrible illness that is cancer. Some of you would have very sadly lost loved ones to this evil illness, and I'm so very sorry for your losses. Also, majority of us know someone close to us whose life has been affected by this dreadful illness. And whilst not all cancers are diet or lifestyle related, a lot are, with some studies saying that as much as 70% of cancers are diet related. I'm just going to repeat that. As much as 70% of cancers are diet related. Unfortunately, thanks to the powerful food and pharmaceutical industries, you'll find Various lower figures if you try to research the link between the foods we eat and the increase in the incidence of cancer. The sad news is that cancer thrives on inflammation and insulin resistance. And anything we can do to reduce inflammation and to reduce insulin resistance may help prevent cancer. And as we discussed in episodes 7 and 8, one of the biggest sources of inflammation in our bodies are sugars and bad carbs such as flowers. And in those episodes, we also touched on the fact that some cancers, not, not all, not all I have to emphasize, some cancers love sugar. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, I really urge you to do so because they are very, very important. 
this is good news in the fact that the way we eat on many low-carb diets are anti-inflammatory and a massive weapon in doing our bit to help to prevent this horrible illness. I'm obviously not saying that by doing doing that, you know, we can guarantee 100% that we can't ever get cancer. Of course, nobody can say that. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that there are little things we can do to try and help ourselves. And I'll come up to talk about a few more steps uh, later on in this episode. And when it comes to cancer, prevention is definitely better than cure. And various studies, and I will put some things in the show notes, various studies have shown that you can reverse even stage four cancers by eating a ketogenic diet. And I'm not talking about the typical keto diet with lots of inflammatory foods such as cheese and lots of dairy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a low-carb diet full of good proteins such as beef, liver, eggs, chicken, oily fish like sardines and mackerel and salmon, lots of vegetables, especially dark green vegetables like broccoli, asparagus, spinach, kale, and using non-inflammatory fats and oils such as butter, ghee, lard, bacon grease, extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. I would like to talk about 13 steps that we can take to help us to try and prevent the incidence of cancer. And number one on that list, you will not be surprised having listened to episodes seven and eight. Number one is to ditch sugar and bad carbs. And this is the truth. The big food industry, sugar industry and pharmaceutical industry spend a lot of money trying to bury. But on this podcast, once you know, you can't unknow. Once you know that fact that sugar is the root of so many bad things that happen to our bodies, you can't unknow that fact. Some cancer cells thrive on inflammation and insulin resistance like we've already touched on. And unsurprisingly, the most inflammatory foods which cause insulin resistance are sugars, flowers, starchy foods and other bad carbs. And most cancer cells then feed on sugar. And if you stuff them all these foods full of sugar, they hopefully will not grow. The second thing I would like us to think about is belly fat, belly fat, tummy fat. And as much as possible to try and reduce excessive belly fat, because unlike fats in other parts of our body, such as our thighs or our arms or anywhere else, belly fat is dangerous metabolic fat and is sadly a cancer-making factory. And it's a sweet spot for inflammation and insulin resistance linked to cancers such as breast cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer and various other types of cancer. So whatever you can do to reduce belly fat, which is also a good indicator of insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, diabetes, all of those which come out when the body is inflamed when there is inflammation in the body. And the third thing we can do is to avoid seed oils. Avoid inflammatory seed oils such as 
vegetable oil, sunflower oil, rapeseed oil, canola oil. And in a future episode, which will deep dive on oils and how some of these oils, such as sunflower oil or vegetable oils, back in the days in the low calorie, low fat days, we were told these were good oils, but these are not good oils. These are very highly inflammatory oils and replace them with good fats and oils, especially animal fats such as ghee, butter, again, not margarine. Margarine is highly inflammatory. But animal fat like dog fat, goose fat, lard, bacon grease, but also good fats like extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, and avocado oil. And number four, toxins. Avoid smoking. No one should really be smoking in our post-COVID world. And this is really something that if you're struggling to, to stop smoking, please see your doctor or whoever you've got to see to help you quit that bad habit of smoking. Also reduce industrial toxins such as pesticides in our vegetables and antibiotics and other crap in our meat. And wherever possible, if you can, if you can afford to do so, then eat grass-fed organic meat. And sure, eat organic vegetables if, if you can afford to buy organic vegetables or just wash your vegetables carefully, whether you buy organic or non-organic vegetables. Non-organic are fine if that's all you can afford. Just make sure you wash them properly. Also, watch out about chemicals that we put on our skin. I think we tend to forget that the skin is the largest organ of the body and we need to be careful what kind of chemicals we use as our body cream, as our bath soaps or when we're washing or whatever we put on our skin. Also avoid things like heated plastic bottles and replace with BPA free bottles if you can. Number five, exercise. Exercise can reduce insulin resistance and inflammation. And exercise is not necessary for weight loss, which is something we'll deep dive at some point. But for trying to prevent insulin resistance and inflammation in the body, exercise is good. And I'm, but I'm not talking about stressing your body with hugely intense exercises, especially if you're a woman. I'm talking about moderate exercise, such as 20 to 30 minutes walk three to five times a week, combined with strength training, such as using dumbbells, bands, yoga bands, or whatever you have. And if you have a disability and you can't walk, no problem. You can still exercise. You can sit down on a chair. There are lots and lots of seated exercises on YouTube or lie in bed, blast the music on high and dance, lying down. There really is no excuse for anyone not to exercise. And number six, gut health and optimal nutrition. And by this, I mean improving our gut health by keeping our microbiome gut flora healthy. And again, once again, reducing inflammation and ensuring that the foods we eat are full of those vitamins and nutrients and gut-loving foods such as dark green vegetables, probiotics, prebiotics and foods such as curcumin, turmeric and a class of nutrients called the methylation nutrients which are essential for cancer prevention 
and they include B-complex vitamins, B6, B12 and folic acid and also D3 and omega-3 fats. I'm not talking about the highly inflammatory omega-6. Nobody should be taking omega-6. I mean omega-3. Things like cod liver oil, if you like that. But you can also get lovely omega-3 from your oily fish like sardines and mackerel and uh, salmon. Number seven, stress management. It's very, very important to try to reduce stress and to actively manage stress. Future episode, we'll take a deep dive on stress management. But also there are lots of things we can do to try and manage stress, like trying breathing exercises, laughter therapy, yoga, or anything that helps you to distress, but be proactive about stress reduction and stress management. And don't wait until you're completely stressed out to distress. Do something daily to just try and keep stress at bay. And number eight, sleep. Sleep is so, so, so important and we should aim to sleep every single night for seven to eight hours minimum every single night and I mean Monday to Sunday and every single day of the week including weekdays and weekends we should sleep seven to eight hours every single night to allow our bodies time to clean house and to repair itself. Number nine is early screening. Like I said earlier prevention is better than cure when it comes to fighting cancer but early detection is so important in fighting cancer so i really encourage you to go for wellness checks and be proactive with active screenings such as mammograms cervical smears whenever possible and get into the habit of checking your breasts men can also get breast cancer so that goes for for you if you're a guy listening to me right now if you're a man Please check for prostate cancer. Has there been an increase in urination? Have you been straining to urinate? When you eat, do you feel the heaviness, like you haven't quite emptied your bladder? Have you been weighing more than usual, especially at night? Have you started experiencing back pain or even hip or rib pains? Do you feel a pain or burning sensation when you wee? Have you found blood in your urine or even in your semen? If any of these things have applied to you, please go for prostate screening. In addition to checking our breasts and armpits for lumps or any changes, we should all keep an eye on skin tags, warts and moles to ensure they haven't changed in size or colours. And I know sometimes it's very difficult to do these checks and screenings and I'm as guilty as many of us in postponing these important screening and tests but it's just so important to do them. Last year one of my best friends in the world who has always been fit and healthy found out that she had cancer from a very timely wellness test and her doctors had told her that if she had waited until she had symptoms it would have been too late. Thankfully, she has made a full recovery and has inspired me and many, many of us to take advantage of early screenings whenever we have the opportunities to get some screenings done. And number 10 is fasting and intermittent fasting. Fasting gives the body a chance to rest from digestion and to have time to do some essential housework. 
it encourages the body to get rid of weak or damaged cells, even precancerous cells, weakened mitochondria, and to clean house through the processes of autophagy and mitophagy, whereby the body gets rid of weak or even cancerous cells and replaces them with healthy cells. Fasting can also reduce inflammation, reduce belly fat, reduce insulin resistance, and it can also aid the growth of healing stem cells, as well as boost our immune system. And in many countries around the world, including the USA, Germany, Russia, some cancer clinics now incorporate fasting on patients undergoing chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And this is because they have found that fasting appears to ensure that only the cancerous cells are killed off and not all cells, including healthy cells, when someone is undergoing chemotherapy or radiotherapy. This makes chemo and radiotherapy more effective and also reduces the side effects. And by incorporating fasting with cancer treatments, this was started by a researcher known as Walter Longo and his work around fasting, combining chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And in future episodes, we shall take a deep dive on fasting and intermittent fasting. Number 11 is a seven day water fast. Now, I just need to be very careful with this. Please don't do an extended fast if you're an inexperienced faster. Always check with your doctor and use a fasting coach such as myself and build your fasting muscles slowly. Don't just go straight into a seven day water fast because of the research or because of what I'm about to explain. Um, research shows that a seven day water fast done once every year can prevent cancer by up to 95%. Others also claim that even doing a seven day water fast once in a lifetime can significantly reduce the chances of cancer. But like I said, please don't do an extended fast such a long fast if you're not an experienced faster. Fasting for seven days for the prevention of cancer comes from a professor of biology, Dr. Thomas Seifert, who believes fasting can target the inflammation that contributes to the initiation and growth of tumors. And his experiments found that fasting massively reduced tumor invasion in models of brain cancers. And he's written a book, which I will put on the show notes, which is a book called Cancer as a Metabolic Disease on the Origin, Management and Prevention of Cancer. It's, it's a very interesting book. Three to five day fast, that is fasting for three to five days, are also very useful because when we fast for three to five days, we get an immune system regeneration. We also have the process of autophagy, where the body, like we mentioned earlier, replaces weak cells or even precancer cells with strong and new cells. Also apoptosis, which is basically a programmed suicide of bad cells. 
Fasting isn't a cure-all or a magical get-out-of-jail-free card. You can't do a long fast and then go back to eating all sorts of crap and expect it to work miracles. It's not a miracle worker. You still have to eat well even when you're fasting for, for health, better health. And number 12 is mindset. Again, this is something I mentioned in an earlier episode of the podcast. Science is now showing that our immune system is constantly listening to our thoughts. And I know this sounds a bit woo-woo, but I kid you not, it's weird, but it's true. And there are now scientific evidence to show this. So we can try as much as possible to cultivate a positive, healthy mindset, full of gratitude, full of acceptance, and also telling our body, let our body get that message that we are healthy, we're staying healthy, and hope that our body keeps listening to our thoughts and keeps us healthy. Number 13, vaccines. Vaccines, whenever or wherever they're available, may help to lower cancer risks. For example, the HPV vaccine can help prevent most cervical cancers and and some other cancers. Also, the hepatitis B vaccine may help to lower incidence of liver cancer. We've talked about various things we can do to try and prevent the incident of cancer. But sometimes, obviously, uh, things go wrong or we have an idea that something is just not quite right. And the American Cancer Society has developed a rough guide that can help us to alert when something could be wrong and to also encourage early detection. And using the word caution, we can start to recognize when something might not be quite right with us. Let's go through how the word caution can help us identify that something might be wrong. They've got C, if there's a change in bowel or bladder habits. A, if there's a sore that does not heal. U, if there's an unusual bleeding or discharge. T, if there's a thickening or lump in the breast or somewhere else. I, if you have indigestion or difficulties in swallowing. O, if there's an obvious change in a what or mood. N, you've got nagging cough. This is clearly a very serious topic and also one that I am so very aware will be something that brings unhappy thoughts to many of us that may have lost loved ones to these horrible illnesses. But I don't want us to end this episode on a downer. And as scary as the word cancer may sound, it is not necessarily a life sentence. We all know someone who has survived and has not only survived but has continued to thrive even after a stage four diagnosis. People can make full recovery from these horrible illnesses. Also, I'm a big believer in medicine and modern science and our scientists are working very, very hard to find solutions cures and better management for cancers. We have talked about some things we can be doing 
by ourselves to try and help ourselves take better care of ourselves, eat well, reduce stress and all the things we've talked about in this episode. But most importantly, we shall not live our lives in fear. We shall not live our lives in fear. Let's stay positive and do our bit. And we'll do our bit and leave the rest of God, the universe or whatever you believe in. And until next time, take care, have a great week and I hope to see you again next week on the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. If you like this podcast, please do me a huge favor and like, subscribe, share with your family and friends, and please review this podcast so that other people can find us. Please see our show notes for any links referred to in the episode. If you wish to connect with me on social, my Instagram is Bells Low Carb World. That is B E L E S Low Carb W O R L D. I hope you join me next week for the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Have a fantastic week and thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Thank you.